Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Welcome back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane. Silver War Steve Austin. <laughs> this is your last day with us, huh, man? It is. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> Do we have Casey next week, then? Yes. Mm-hmm. We're just rolling people through. Is he from your... He's down in TV woods? land. Yeah, TV land. Right. What does he do in TV land? He's uh, what we would call a studio tech. Okay. Basically kind of floor director so like what there's a bunch of cameras down there yeah so for the mostly for the anchors you see the guy um, that's like kind of like running like the wall that says it all he's like putting all this stuff up there and, uh, yeah kind of switching over what yeah. might go in the wall that says it all also they'll do some teleprompter stuff so uh yeah they're vital part of the operation um absolutely but he wants to do some radio stuff and we're getting him over here and uh looking forward to it i like it i mean quite frankly we hope Coos never comes back yeah. I mean, we well, hope it comes back. Like, I mean, with the, with that yeah, now. we're not trying Don't to, like, bad vibes anything like that. But, I mean, dude just we got hope he never comes back in studio. Dude like, just got married. We want, like, the Wally Pip. <laughs> yeah, we want the Wally Pip. <laughs> yeah, I like that, man. I like the Wally Pip. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know with – because Coos has a lot of stuff going on. He has a lot going you know? on. I'm just—is there a backup plan just in case? Is what I'm trying to get at with you right now. Or are we just gonna fly by the seat of our pants? Whatever happens, happens. Well, I've been over here for a couple of years. I feel like it's kind of fly by the seat of. All right, <laughs> right on, man. I can. Because, you, know, you want me to be like, honest, or, or do you want no, me? No, Listen, I, I have honest. a bunch of plans. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah now, I got you. Enacting those plans. I got you. There are two different things. I just like having a plan B just in case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, all right, I've cool. got like Plan Z. Okay. All right. Because heaven forbid, like, because I have like the thing where one day all of a sudden we don't have a producer and it has to be me, and I'm like that's like my worst nightmare. Well, it certainly won't be you. I wouldn't trust you to do it. It's gonna be you. It would probably be me. Do you trust yourself? No, but more than I trust you. Mm, I don't know about that, man. Who's who's more technological? And don't say because you have AirPods that you're better than me because you're not. So don't even bring that narrative to the table. No, but I think I could go on that board. And I am not good at this, by the way. You and I could figure even, stuff out because I've been around it. I mean, I did yeah, it in but college. You can't, you can't even record your own spots. <laughs> well, I can. I do in other parts of the oh, building. Oh, so you, so you said Stephen do it for you, though? No, I like this See microphone. That, See that? Oh, you like that microphone? This microphone makes my voice sound better. What a diva! <laughs> What a, what a diva, man. Well, if you were going to pay me for an endorsement, wouldn't you want my voice to sound as good as it can? Depends what the endorsement is. <laughs> Could be very blue collar. Maybe <laughs> maybe I need more of like a Bruce Springsteen, like a little gravelly voice. Then well, I go down on TV. <laughs> Don't no! Don't don't act like you're you're the master of no, voices. That's mic, my thing. The mic and TV. I, I can do a Tim. Is not as good as the mic right here. Seriously, really, it's not. Well, it's like you talk about like the little. One that you clip on, though. No, that's not where I do it. There's, oh. like, a recording studio, a bay. Okay. And so I don't know if it's just the acoustics in that bay or sure. if it's the actual, like, the microphone they have down there is different. Okay. This microphone is good. Huh. I mean, come on, folks. How good does my voice sound right now? Yeah. Well, and, and if we're being honest here, and I've gotten many compliments on this, actually the ones, the, 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 the mics in the Ape studio are even better than these. Well, that's a stunner. Something well, I, I in another know. studio that ESPN hey, 690 is better. Hey, man. I'm I mean, not a mic. That's a stunner. Hey, dude. <laughs> not a mic expert. I figured, like, Listen. you know, they're comparable, but apparently those mics over there are, like, 
the Rolls Royces and Moroccan Ford Pintos. Right I'm excited now. about this, these mics, but there's no doubt if we have them, they yeah. were about to be on the corner in the garage. Can. All right. All right. <laughs> God, you know what, man? You you did a great job making me feel like a very valuable employee here at ESPN 690. You're doing a fantastic job right now. You are. There's like four of us. Yeah, we we just get the hand me downs. Hand me down everything. We used to get our own studio, and no one can take that away from us. That is true. We've got our own studio. We do have that. So say say, say we're not running it. studios on this side. I mean, there's some. Yeah. Do you have your own office? No, because you have to share the office, right? Oh yeah, we share we share the office down in TV land with four people, sometimes five, and it's about as big as this room. Okay. Uh, over here in radio, I'd have like I'd look like and, I was the this, CEO of this place this is, because there's so many freaking and, uh, offices over here. And this is the like the, that are unused. And this is the question, all right? And now you're you're not talking. Am to I ESPN? Be like fired by the end of the no, show? No, you're fine. You're fine. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> eh, whatever, man. That's <laughs> what it is. We'll start. We'll start our podcast then. I mean, it's Friday afternoon. Steven, you coming, man? It's Friday. We got right. we got Friday afternoon. Parking lot. I mean, they're uh. It's they've already hit the happy hour yeah. horn. So, so I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question though, okay? And, and this isn't you talking to the audience or the you know the 690 syndicate as we say. This is you just talking right now, man? We're, yeah. we're hey, we're, we're having a beer and we're you know we're, we're chatting back and forth. So Brent, you you've been in this business for a pretty long time, right? And and I would say well respected. I would say face of Jacksonville. I say anytime we go to TPC Sawgrass, it's almost like you know. Bieber fever. Oh my God! It's Brent Morneau. Okay, and then I'm taking pictures for everybody. So like you, like you, you're, 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 yeah, your name carries a lot of weight. Your face carries a lot of weight. You know, Coos is, is on the come up. Okay, Coos is 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 a hustler. He does a lot of things. Jack of all trades. But I could probably go to and with all due respect to Coos, I could go to Sawgrass with Coos tomorrow, and no one's probably gonna recognize him. All no. right, let's be honest. Shaggy, <laughs> Shaggy. Yes, exactly. So. With all that on the table, how does it feel that Coos has a nice giant office all to himself, and you share your office with three other dudes? Does that rub you the wrong way? Je- jealousy? A little jealousy? No, nah, it doesn't, actually. Not at all. You, you don't care? Not at all. I don't care at all. Huh, man. It's too bad. I know. Bad, I, I wish I did a little yeah, bit more, but yeah, I don't. We've got, you have to have higher aspirations, so, man. No, we are, we are blessed in TV land over there to have now two different TVs. I've I've been I mean look we don't have a TV Are you talking here. About two TVs in your office. We have two v, two TVs in your office. Okay. I also hung the dartboard. Yeah, in I the office. The, the, the fabled dartboard. Right? Yep. And we got a dry erase board. Okay. That's all we need. Okay. Like I'm happy. Over okay. There. Okay. And to be honest with you, like if you have your own office, like I haven't kind of like an office, not really an office, kind of like stuff stuff in at the house. Okay. Well then you just accumulate more things. Like I have stuff in my uh, around my desk. Yeah. That I moved from the last office in TV land to the okay. new office yeah. that I haven't even undone. Like, they're still Man. in, like, this box and bags. And yeah. I'm like, what am I doing with this? Brent, you disappoint me, man. Sorry. You, you disappoint me when you don't have the aspirations that got. Dude, I want to get an office one day. I, I, I want to have you, like, have to ask me a question, and I'll be like, I'm in my office, man. You come in for a second. <laughs> and then, then oh. you have to walk in and knock. I'll be like, I'll be right with you, Brent. And I just have my feet on the desk saying, come in. You are that's, technically, that's what I want. You are technically a radio employee. Yeah, you could have a desk by next week. They have, Stephen. How many empty rooms are in this build? This side too, of the building? Too many. To the point. To the point that I'm like, hey, I do like 14 things around the building. Can I? Can I get an office <laughs> yeah. now too? What, what artist will I get on my door? Exactly. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. What, what artist <laughs> would you put on your door? Uh, yeah. Hey, so that's the, way, the thing around here, by hey, the way. Silverware, Steve Austin. I would put Stone Cold Steve Austin on your door. You got door. to, man. They you wouldn't allow it. To. They wouldn't allow it. 
Yeah. So, yeah, by the way, pe- people that don't know, in our side of the building, in the radio side, if you have your own office, you have to put your own album cover, essentially, yeah. on your door. This so. is like a couch. Anybody else want to call in right now? 904-362-9901. Complain See, about your like, office space? This Do is you like have Brent, a big enough office? This is what Brent wants an office. You can put his Garth Brooks poster up there and, <laughs> and we can call it a day. Or Chris Gaines. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a country station, but I still put Garth Brooks up. Good point. This is fun. Is South Beach Gary on? Uh, South Beach, Gary, let's get you on. Save us before we get fired. Mm-hmm. South Beach, what's up? Hey, guys, this this criticism of Trevor, I had never heard a more big, bigger nothing burger in my life in, in a long time than that. I mean, there's no more laid-back personality than Eli Manning. What did he win off in only two Super Bowls? That's a good point. And no, no, South you know, Beach, Gary, they talking about Eli Manning didn't have fire in his belly uh, like his brother, and he, he won just as many Super Bowls as his brother did. Well, keep in mind, Eli Manning held the Chargers hostage and said, I'm not going to go play for you guys. I'm going to New York. Well, you know, that's interesting, the Eli Manning stuff, because Eli did a great job of that. And he was kind of like, ho-hum, I'm Eli Manning. I'm Peyton's brother. I'm under the radar. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not, you know, what, whatever, right? He kind of was like there. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and he wins and he beats the Patriots a couple of times. But I would say this, in fairness, that criticism never stopped of Eli, mm-hmm. right? I mean, is he doing enough? Does he? I don't know about does he care enough. I mean, that wasn't it. But it's like he always was under fire. Like even two Super Bowls later, people still like, hey, when two Super Bowls, but you know, yeah. Uh, but 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 Brent, does he really care? All he's do is hold up his finger, and say, look at these guys. Yeah, here's your criticism. Now, and that's listen. I have I, a great weekend, guys. You too, uh, you too, Gary. I would too. I mean, that's a great to be able to hold up two that's, fingers with rings on them. Right? That's that's the ultimate. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Uh, I, my, my point being, and the Eli, I think the Eli comp is an interesting one. And again, his was more about play. Nobody ever, but he, when you're, but it was with, also with, about attitude, Brent. It was in the in the get go to me. It was about the attitude as well with him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, when you're laid back like that, and you're not doesn't look like, man, come on, I gotta pull the fire out of you, right? Mm-hmm. That's not true. You don't think Eli Manning had fire in his belly like every time he went in that meeting room, every time he stepped on oh, the field? Oh, no, for I mean, sure. For everybody sure. knew that. Yeah. You've got to kind of earn a little bit of that. You've got to showcase that. Here's the deal, okay? At the end of the day, two things. When Trevor Lawrence gets here mm-hmm. and when the team gets together, whenever that is, because now 11 teams, by the way, are not doing Saw OTAs that, yeah. uh, and not doing the, the voluntary Do you stuff. think it's going to be all 32 teams? I think we're getting there. We're man. trending there. At, at it, least it's in court, right? I think there will be some players that don't show up uh, because yeah. uh, like, I think it was Atlanta today that said they're mixed. There was okay. a mixed locker room on it. Uh, but my point being, let's just uh, – and this isn't a good example in the spring, so let's go to August because mm-hmm. we don't know what the spring will look like. Plus, he's, he's still recovering from surgery. I guarantee you within three days in August – by August 3rd, people are like, man, this guy's a dog. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's Because that's who they are. Man. You don't get to this level without being that. Yeah. But you don't always have to wear that. Some people wear it. Other people don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Keyshawn in his comments were saying, basically wanted him to wear it. Mm-hmm. But, but you got to wear your, your everything on your sleeve. You got to wear your chip. And if you don't, you, you don't have drive. Mm-hmm. You're not passionate. That's kind of the way we think. It's an all-or-nothing way of thinking, and it's not true. The other thing, I'll say this. As times go by, body language or bad loss or a losing streak, the national media will bring this article up mm-hmm. about 100 more times over the course of his career. Yes. Right? Yep. And try to go back to it. Okay, does he – Is I mean, 
he smiled when he shook hands at midfield with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Does he really you, care about well, losing? <laughs> you know. well, what do you want? Do, do you want Philip Rivers uh, just to kind of be a, a crazy nutball? Because how many Super Bowls did uh, Philip Rivers win? Now he's a great quarterback. Well, we like that guy. But he never won. You played for a guy. Listen, but the Jags fans was, have been guilty of this before. Mm-hmm. Jags fans used to hate Jack Del Rio for a while because he wore sunglasses on the sideline. Yeah. Okay? That's the world we live in. I mean, Jags, feel, Jags fans were so mad at that. Like they, really? they hate, I, I had no oh idea. yeah, man, they they hated For that. What? Like that was like a narrative. Stop wearing oh. the sunglasses on the sideline. Like that was a thing. But it's sunny, bro. I'm not saying all Jags fans, by okay. the way. I'm just saying you heard that. Like, I, I mean, can you tell them to take off the sunglasses? You see some receipts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Know, listen, if you've been a Jags fan long enough, you know be you've honest, heard that. Be honest. When you're on the radio, you say something about Jack the Real sunglasses. I wasn't on the radio at that point. I, I bet you had an um, issue though, didn't you? I, I bet, I bet you had an issue. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but you don't see gulpers doing it. Why is Jack the Real doing it? That's how finicky we are, right? That's how picky we are, though. That's that's the point of uh, of that. Hey, Urban Meyer on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, He was on the Michael Urban podcast. Uh, He's really making his rounds, huh? Well, not all of his rounds. Oh, I was just gonna say. Hey, Urban. I know. You know, he listens to the show. He does does listen to the show. Brent hung out with your friends. See, I I feel like we're getting desperate. We 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 gotta play it cool. Yeah, we're cool. You gotta play it cool. We're cool. Can't sound desperate. You can't sound desperate. No. Are you okay, though? I'm fine. Okay. Uh, let's hear uh, from Urban Mike. Well, first thing, Trevor's not going to need any help with buying uh, wedding presents. I got a feeling he'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's certainly, that's the direction we're leaning. We're headed in that direction in case something changes. That's uh, that's going to be the ownership level at this point. We've done our homework. Uh, it's very close. There's some very good quarterbacks out there. and uh, But that's going to be an owner, you know, Shad Khan. Uh, myself and Trent Balky, it's pure cooperation uh, about this. But this will be the biggest decision uh, made, uh, certainly in recent history of the Jaguars. Maybe because uh, this will set the path. Uh, that pick, and we got a nice, we got tra- very good uh, trade capital and trade, uh, or I'm not trade capital, uh, draft capital and picks. So we're doing. I mean, we're going about 10 hours a day right now. That. Uh, that's not good for a guy like me that's ADD to watch all that film just over and over and over again. But we cannot, we cannot miss on this. We can't miss. Yeah. See, we cannot miss. Was he, he was he, was that he hitting the table? table. Okay, Urban, I see you, man. I like it. I see you, man. I like that. Okay. <laughs> you know, all Say this, something for the season. You know, I, we keep talking about this, but all this stuff falls under the same thing of, you know, when like – uh like Gus Bradley after losing and stuff would continue to be like try to stay positive or yep. then hold Nick Foles. That that stuff drives people crazy because they want to see you throw a table, right? Oh, That's yeah, the, the thing, right? It's yeah. the same kind of principle as we're talking about with the Trevor stuff. They want to see you run through the wall physically, like physically run through the wall and say you're going to run through a wall. And if you don't say that, you're not a good football player. Nick Foles lost the fan base over one press conference. He did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's like a meme around here for one <laughs> press conference. Yeah. For for actually trying to, uh, and I'm not gonna, gonna be careful listen, now. I'm not, no, but in the roots of what he was saying, sure, was he wrong? That this place needed a facelift sure. and a culture change. No, okay. How he went about <laughs> but are we a grade school guidance counselor? Or are I, listen, we a professional football player? It was a bit player? much. It was okay. a bit much. Okay. It shouldn't have been said in front of a microphone. Okay, go walk that walk if you want. Go talk that talk behind closed doors. Shouldn't See? have been said. In and I already know, and trust me, man, I know how you operate. I guarantee after that press conference, you texted him, hey, Nick, that was really great. I can't say that out loud, but hey, you, you go, Nick Foles. I appreciate that comment, man. I feel inspired. 
No, I didn't. Okay. Good. I didn't have his number. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, did, so, he, did he ever come on the show? He never came on the show, did he? Uh, Foles did not. No. 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 Yeah, they missed much. Um, well, I can't remember, man. He took like 10 snaps and was hurt. Well, and then that yeah. was like the end of it. Well, there was an off season with him too, Brent. Yeah. Uh, we yeah we did oh did we even have the show at that time no we didn't even have the show yeah we did we talked to Sal Pal about getting Nick Foles remember we were at the, the players oh yeah we did Man, have the my, show my memory's crushing these days yeah, yeah it is what. good we did have the show med- meditation's paying off Sal Pal he was wrong Sal about that. <laughs> hey leave Sal Pal alone man that was his dude though uh, yeah I know but yeah. he's are we gonna have Sal Pal on pretty soon I think so. I'm we, hopeful. Okay. We but I hope to, he doesn't say the same stuff about Trevor. <laughs> no, here's what we need to do. We, we got to say, and, and let's welcome Sal Palin and then play the comments about his Nick Foles stuff, or how he's going to change everything here in Jacksonville, and then just go, Sal, so your thoughts about that, please. <laughs> I wrote a book with him, friends. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and he could have. Circumstances dictated otherwise. Yes. All right. Uh, what Urban just said, mm-hmm. did he have a Freudian slip there? With what? Where he said draft trade capital instead of draft capital. Oh, yeah, I think a little bit, man. I'm, I'm sure he's wired and I'm watching the film, checking the tape, you know. He's but a little tired. It was interesting that he said it in that yeah. context. Like, maybe they are looking to move up and down a little bit. You know, maybe they're going to be aggressive in that front. Uh, that's what, again, no, we, we read do. into everything, I understand. Sure. But that I thought that was pretty interesting that he said that because it kind of begs the, okay, what are they thinking inside the building? Could they be aggressive, mm-hmm. possibly? And I think the answer to that is yes, because the reality is they do have a lot of draft cap. Yeah. Like, uh, and once again, I don't know how, how deep we want to dive here, but like to me it was a Freudian slip. When Remember when he and, and like talked, talking about the quarterbacks and he announced Trevor first, and I think it was Zach and, yeah, then it was yeah, Zach yeah. and Justin or whatever? Like, okay, so Trevor's first. Trevor's on your mind. You're, you're standing five yeah. feet away from Trevor during his pro day, sir. We get it. With this, when you acknowledge the draft capital, like everyone knows the Jaguars have draft capital. Yeah. We're not breaking any news there. But when it comes up kind of just in the conversation from and said you, trade capital. And trade capital, <laughs> you know, um, might be something to that. Yeah, I think. Oh, listen, and I hope there is, by the way. I, I think the Jags should be moving up and down and all around. They they, they stayed pat in all their picks last year. Like, that mm-hmm. didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he said. Simple question here, and this isn't to try to like spark people listening and and clicking and all this stuff. Uh-oh. I'm not going to sit here and Quick tell ba- you, Brent. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you. So don't mix this up, folks. I'm not trying. The Jags are taking Trevor Lawrence. Okay, they're taking Trevor Lawrence. This isn't be like, are they thinking twice about taking Trevor Lawrence? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I would ask this question three days ago as well if I heard this Urban Meyer soundbite. Mm-hmm. But what he said is it's very close on the quarterback board. Uh-huh. In general, uh-huh. uh, and and by the way, that's not a knock on Trevor Lawrence. That is more, hey, these guys are good too. You know, and we had to evaluate them; they're good. And I think he's being complimentary of those guys in a sense where he doesn't need to be, but he also he just he's doing all he can to not come out and say yes, Trevor will be here in 13 days. Okay, sure. he, he said it all without saying it, but he doesn't want to say he is, it. He, He's being politically correct, and he's being a professional. Yes. Yes. But my point is, on their board, how mm-hmm. close is the quarterback room? Mm-hmm. The Z- Justin Fields, the Zach Wilson, the Mac Are Jones. You? Like I, when you, they have to evaluate them all. They can't just say, "Hey, Trevor's our guy. He's been our guy since December." We got to go do our due diligence. Sure. When you do that and you line up those quarterbacks, how close do you think it is in their own war room? Even though we know Trevor takes the cake, they've done their research. It's it's a done deal. Uh, but 
Well, do you think it's kind of a close are you, second place? So are you asking the question, how close are they to Trevor Lawrence? Yes. I'm saying not even close. So I'm like saying if, if two, I put like on the, I, I envision like a magnet, okay. right? That says Trevor Lawrence in the top spot. Yeah. And then like if you rank the players, then you got Zach Wilson like number 13. Sure. So, not number two or three. Okay. So it's, to paint the picture, if we have the board in this room and we have Trevor Lawrence, obviously number one. Zach Wilson would be in your studio in like the the news station. Really? That far away. Okay. Because it's simple as this. And this is the only thing you should know. If Zach Wilson was going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar, do you think Urban Meyer would have took the job? No. Then there you go. It's a very good point. Enough said. Uh, the I, prosecution rests. No, that's a good point. And again, I'm not trying I'm not trying to ask you will they pick Zach Wilson I know, or somebody no. else instead. That's not the case. You're, I just want to know how good they think the rest of the quarterbacks are. Like have they gained a massive amount of respect? You know, Urban knew that in December, right? He knew that last summer when mm-hmm. he was interested in this Jags job or whenever that clicked, he mm-hmm. knew I'm going to get Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But then he starts doing some research on Zach Wilson like, you know, man, I like this guy too. Like no, this look, guy's better I, than I thought. I like this guy. I think those conversations definitely have come up, right? Uh, especially with Zach Wilson, who's you know, he's a competitor. Like, I can see Urban Meyer say he's this guy's a competitor. You know, Patrick Mahomes ask or whatever. I can see those conversations, but at the end of the day, Urban Meyer's here for one. Well, he's here for a couple reasons, but the main reason why he's here is because of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, no, and, and that hasn't wavered. No. Is the point? I, I did say this, and I thought it would be Justin Fields. I told you this. Like last fall, I said the gap will close between Trevor and whoever that two guy is. I thought it would be Justin Fields Mm -hmm. as we get closer to the draft because people will close the gap. Mm -hmm. They want to create the drama. They want to create, okay, something's wrong with Trevor. And we're kind of to that point, right? Mm -hmm. There are now people that will actually come out and say, oh, I'd take Zach Wilson. No, they wouldn't, but they'll come out and say it. Yeah, yeah. Right? (laughs) So we knew that would happen. Got to sell subscriptions. That's called the draft process. Yeah. Where you try to push everybody together and there can't be this standalone guy. Well, here in Jacksonville, there is a standalone guy. His name's Trevor Lawrence. Shock your mock coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. I want you to put yourself in Leonard Fournette's shoes. Probably a little bigger shoes than you're rocking right now. Shocker, you're wearing sandals and that's all good. Brent Martino. Well, you are too. They're just like... I mean, they're just like, look I like might as well be. I might as well be. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think it was uh, you know, something that we knew was coming. Uh, I, I believe it's the right decision to be made. I think the NCAA is reacting a little bit to COVID to give them the immediacy. I think you'll see things down the road, uh, Mike, that, that maybe tightens it up a little bit relative to academics. But it's the right decision to give these guys the opportunity to transfer uh, and not have to sit out uh, during that transfer year. Nice job, Brian Kelly, Notre Dame head coach. Yeah. I did not think I'd hear that from a coach. No, nah, well, especially I feel like Brian Kelly's a little more of the old school. Well, I mean, at a school like Notre Dame, I don't know this, and, and maybe I'm just I'm just hearing that sound. Maybe he thinks he's gonna get a lot of transfers coming. Does that benefit him? Yeah, probably. You know, somebody brought up. I think it was Ahmad Black, the former Florida Gator. Mm. I thought he brought up an interesting point on this. Listen, things are going to evolve because of this, mm-hmm. and the transfer rule, I think, is good because it feels like a win for the student athlete, and I'm just tired of the coaches having. A, a, so much control, <laughs> like, just so much control. Mm-hmm. And I think they jockey these kids around. I really do. Um, and that's a blanket coverage. It's not everybody. So apologies for all the friends in the coaching business, including Aaron Town. Uh, I'm not sing- singling anyone out. I just think that's the nature of it. That's the way it's, it is because of how the system has been run. 
And I think people have taken advantage of that and therefore taken advantage of kids and student athletes and 15 year old kids and 16 year old kids. I was just talking about this with a buddy. The kids nowadays, unless my kids are in high school, but they're not getting recruited. Uh, maybe someday but they're not getting recruited yet. But I, I think there are kids. It is. It's like, hey, I'm committed to Ashland University. Oh, cool. Hey, I'm committed to uh, uh, Oklahoma. Whoa. Yeah. You're committed to Oklahoma? Yeah. No, I'm committed people, to Ashland. People want to go. Oh, good for you. Where, right? Like uh, that, like, that's like, what is that? Where well, is what that? is it? You know, yeah. but, but that shouldn't be the point is I my know. point. I know. The point is go play. Because here's the deal, man. How, how many kids in whatever sport it is go to Oklahoma and say, hey, that's awesome. And then never freaking play. Because it really wasn't awesome. Because yeah. it wasn't a great fit. Yeah, I remember and the guy, you were promised this and that and this because they have fifty-five of you at Oklahoma. Yeah, but you're still wearing the, that travel gear, man. You still get the T-shirts and stuff. Come back home during the summer, Brent. There's nothing better than rocking your college merch when you come back home for the summer. Everyone's like, this guy's a college player. <laughs> come on now. But and, and so there's a fun of that, but there's a reality of that where it's only so good if you say it. You're wearing that color or this color or mm-hmm. or whatever. And that person is at Oklahoma, not because they necessarily fit at Oklahoma. but And I'm using Oklahoma. Sorry, Oklahoma fans. But, yeah, uh, I was going to say, going hard Oklahoma well, right because, But because they've been sold that you are the greatest and you're going to help us here and we're going to do this for you. But there's they Oklahoma and every other school sold 400 kids on that. Brent, though. I, 400 no, kids right. on that. And so all I'm saying is I like the idea that when you were sold that bag of goods at Oklahoma or wherever else, if it doesn't work out for you yeah. and they don't hold up their end of their bargain, bargain yeah. <laughs> almost happened again, bargain. Um, yeah. then, you, then you get to go somewhere else and say, all right, this didn't work out for me. Sorry, coach. Appreciate the opportunity. Maybe it was a little bit of my fault. Maybe it was a little bit of your fault. I'm going somewhere else to play, and I don't have to sit out. No, and, and I absolutely agree with you. I think it's the right decision. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, I defer to sports to teach people a lot about life. I learned a lot of life lessons about sports. And hopefully if my son chooses to play sports, he doesn't find himself in this situation. But, you know, when a coach tells you one thing and then you go to that university in good faith and it doesn't pan out and all of a sudden you're not playing, you're riding the bench, you were lied to, Brent, that's life, man. Okay, now I get it. It's different because you're dealing with, you know, teenagers essentially who aren't even considered adults yet going to college, and I understand that. But there's a lot of similarities from people not getting their fair shake, you know, on a football team or name your sport because they were told something and it never it never transpired to anything. There's a lot of similarities and a lot of familiarity, let's just say, with everyday life and people with their jobs as well. That is true. Uh, listen, so, I'm not I'm not saying the kids. Do I still feel bad? It's not always the coaching fault, right? And the kids make their own decisions and mistakes. But when you're pressuring them to make – nowadays, man, if you don't commit by the time you're 15 or 16 years old, you're not getting the scholarly. You know, that's early. (laughs) That's early. And so you can make a bad decision. You should be given a mulligan if if the decision doesn't fit. Uh, Overall, again, each circumstance is different. But from a blanket (laughs) level, I just like this. It gives the student-athlete a little bit more room. I was surprised to see Brian Kelly say that. I thought most people would say no to that. It's going to create some problems. Um, And uh, I think – oh, I started to bring up Ahmad Black. What he had said – I never finished his train of thought. Sorry. Sorry. Ahmad Black said something to the effect of, what's this going to mean when coaches are just grabbing transfers and utilizing those scholarships, 
rather than high school kids Mm -hmm. to fulfill those scholarships. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thought. Uh, As I think about it a little bit, I'm like, well, that's opening up holes somewhere else, and you've got to eventually fill it with the high school kids. Correct. You know, so it funnels down to the high school kids. But his point's not a bad one. Well, if if Florida really wants to go transfer heavy, will will that then – Say, would that take away opportunities for kids that could play for the Gators or the Rose yeah. or anybody else? Maybe. It would probably take away opportunities, but if we're talking about the sport of basketball or, or football, you don't build a culture that way. Like, you can only get away with that, probably more so football than it's basketball, because I feel like, you know, with the one-and-done rule, like, you know, Kentucky always runs, they can get away with it with recruits and everything. But I think with football, it's different, where if you just rely on transfers every single year, yeah, it's good for that year. But are you building for the future? Are you building that tradition and culture? I doubt it. Yeah, uh, let's get to uh, Shock Your Mock in a moment. Before we do oh, that, though, I was say, Steve, let's go, Jags fans, you can win a chance to meet the pick courtesy of TIAA Bank. Just visit TIAABank.com slash meet the pick to register each day through draft night, which is now just... 13 days away. No purchase required to enter or win. For eligibility and other details, see the official rules at TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. Your chance to meet the pick courtesy of TIAA Bank. Buttons are ready. Energy is ready. Steven, you ready? Let's hit that song, man. He is none other than the Shaq Master! Brutality, don't you think? Shocking. On a shock, go back. We're going to shock, go back. Shocking upset. I feel shocked. Shock, go back. We're going to shock, go back. I am shocked. I mean, I am shocked. That's what I mean. I am. Are we ready to roll here on a Friday going into the weekend? Let's get All it, man. All the rage is done by Friday. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go on the weekend feeling positive, feeling good with some feet in the parking lot. But until that time, there is still one poor soul to get shocked before we head into the weekend. Brent, you ready, man? Let's do Steven, it. Steven, how are those button fingers treating you? Are you ready to go? Ready. My man. All right. So today we got at Chief by Nature. Now let's get into it right off the bat, Brent. If somebody calls you chief, at least when I grew up, it's not a compliment. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, chief? Are you pumped up about that or not? Now, I've never been a big fan of, like, what's up, boss, and what's up, chief? Boss? See, boss is different. Yeah, I don't love it. But, but chief, you don't like that at all? Not really, unless we're talking about Eric Church, who released a new album today. They call him the chief. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. What, what disrespect to Eric Church. Uh, <laughs> they really call him the chief? Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, Steven. Are you on Team Chief or not? If someone calls you Chief, sign disrespect to you for that. And I'm trying, I'm trying to get all ages here. You know I mean, what I'm I mean, I get why somebody like if somebody was like, "Hey, what's up, Chief?" Like, I feel like that's like a, "Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, bro, whatever." Yeah, but but it So this is who we're dealing with right now, Brent. We're dealing with Chief by nature. This guy's name, and we all agree, we we don't like the name. Okay, uh, you know, dog, something like that. We're all good. But dog by, the by way, nature, but, but something like that, maybe. Yeah, but he, but he, here's what he said too, and this is in, in his uh in his uh his bio here, big dog. And he spelled the D A double G. D A W double double G. No, it's D A W G. No, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so he's a, he's a Georgia Bulldog yeah. then. Okay, that might be what it is. Could but be. I'm just saying, anytime you, you had the W, 
You know what we're doing it's with that. Okay. Okay. That's and not a dog. That's a dog. And now, if we go to the, the YouTube, if those you're not watching at home, just follow my voice here, and I'm going to guide you through this whole thing. Um, if you go to his picture, he's got that pose where it's like, oh, wait, you're taking a picture like this? Like, you know, like, oh, hey, you caught me in a bad time, right? But if you look closely at his picture, he's doing that spontaneous, like, I didn't see this one happening, but he's flexing at the same time. Oh, right? yeah. So he's like, uh, I didn't see this one happening. <laughs> Go ahead and snap that picture anyways. I, this is so random. I didn't see this one coming. Hurry up and get the picture. That's, that's what I do every time. That's uh, what he's with doing. my gut. That's what he's doing, man. Usually. Tank top, tank top, muscles flexed. Try to pull it over a fast one on me, but let's go, man. Let's get it. So pick number one for the big dog, for chief by nature. We got Trevor Lawrence. Well, no kidding, everybody. Okay? And I'm surprised, honestly, that Trevor Lawrence is still available in these mock drafts because apparently he doesn't play football anymore. So I'm surprised that this website, I think this is a, <laughs> this is a PFN website, and you know how I feel about the PFN. Not powered by AWS. Trash website. Very, very trash website. I'm surprised they even have Trevor Lawrence as an option, but he's available here. Brett, number one, get ready to get the big dog his size. Or, or the chief, whatever you want to go with. <laughs> Now, now it gets a little interesting, and and he pointed this out to me a little bit. So, Brett, where where the Jaguars traditionally pick next? And this year, we pick twenty five. Twenty five. Right? Well, twenty five has been sacrificed. Uh, the twenty fifth pick and the forty fifth pick and the second rounder of next year have all been sacrificed to move up to number thirteen. Seem feasible? I'm not sure. To get Kyle Pitts, though, at number 13. Whoa. Does that seem feasible? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'd have so, to jump up again. Listen, the, the, there's a lot wrong here. It's going to cost you a lot more than the 45th pick and a second rounder next year to move up 12 spots to take anybody, let alone Kyle Pitts, right? So this is not PFN. This is not powered by AWS right now. Uh, this is powered by sunshine and hot garbage as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, okay? As far as I'm concerned. But, I mean, I can't be mad at it, right? Like, somehow the, the guy worked the system, okay? It. Yeah, he, he hacked the system, like, if you will. I thought maybe it was a first-rounder next year included. No, 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 sir. It's just a second-round pick next year. He even told us about it, so we appreciate it. So I guess unless you... Enter the password swordfish. Don't worry, Brent. That's a that's a little movie reference. You probably didn't get that one. No. Keep up with me though. You're okay. Unless you enter the password swordfish or something. Uh, I don't think we're getting Kyle Pitts, but I guess I'll I'll be excited about it because we got him and we gave up nothing to get him. Sounds good. Not really accurate, but sounds good. Pick number thirty three. We're going Caleb Farley. Now, from the name perspective, sounds a lot like Chris Farley, and that makes me sad. Okay, I'm, I'm a big Chris Farley guy. Love Chris Farley. Jason Fitz, what he say about Chris? Well, he didn't say it, but we got the inside information. We did. Sarah's, we haven't talked to him since. You Sarah, notice that? Sarah Spain calls in, says, "Hey, fun fact: Jason Fitz is not a Chris Farley fan." What do we do, Brett? Peace. See ya. See ya, Chief. See ya. Has Chief. he been on the show since? See ya. He has been on the show since, and it's simple as that. Him and, him then, and the linebacker. That, that one linebacker. Jake I was gonna, or Ryan. Jake Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get confused with Jack Ryan, who was uh, 24, or one of those movies. No, one of that was not Jack Ryan. That's that Jack Bauer. Bauer. My bad. I feel like there's a Jack Ryan, though. Tom, Tom Clancy. Clancy. Tom Clancy, yeah. See? Did you know that? Uh, I've heard of the Jack Ryan. Clancy, and, I would not have gotten. And got, let's bring it full circle, sense. because it's the guy from The Office, right? Yeah, John uh, Krasinski. Well, his name doesn't matter, but but it's Jim from The Office. I believe so. And remember, The Office was a show that we talked about a couple days ago. It, I've heard of The Office. <laughs> We're coming full circle, everybody. Let's get back Just on track, Just haven't seen though. The Office. Let's get back on track, though. <laughs> so listen, I, I would love to hit a draft needler at number 33. That that That's the honey hole. That's the wheelhouse that you want to hit a draft needler. But unfortunately... <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna, so sorry. I'm so ready. But, uh, but unfortunately... <laughs> 
Okay, shots fired. Shots fired, shots confirmed. Uh, Jack Ryan style, let's just call it. But unfortunately, we can't hit the draft need alert, even though we hit the draft need alert, but we should have hit the draft need alert because we got a cornerback, Brent. Now, he's a press physical corner. I like that a lot. Good size, good speed. The one thing about Caleb Barley, though, is he needs coaching. He's a little raw. He hasn't played the cornerback position um, a lot in his college career. He's kind of new to the whole scene. So at pick number 30, uh, pick 33, when you have Shaq Griffin and you have C.J. Henderson, who obviously was a first-round pick from last year, to take another corner at pick 33, Brent, especially who shares the name with Chris Farley a little bit. Although Farley, by the way, would be excellent value there. I think At 33. I think he could be. But you think it's going to be a great value when you already have Shaq Griffin and C.J. Henderson? No, I don't see the sense of it. Okay. I'm just telling you it could be really good value. Oh, you're saying from any team, like yeah. not the Jaguars. If you get... Farley in the second round. Okay. I mean, I've seen him higher, mostly in the top 20. I mean, are, but are we shocking for the New York Jets? No. Are, are we shocking yeah. for the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, are we shocking for the Jacksonville I mean, Jaguars? How, right? much, how much value do you get if you're on the sideline? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no said. Thank you for playing, Brent. I, I can't, and by the way, I'm calling right now. Monday, Brent, we're going to come in here hot. I want your mock draft for Monday. And I'm going to shock your mock draft because people want to see it. We still have two weeks of the draft. Brent, people want to see it. You get your mock draft ready. Pick number 65, Javon Holland. This guy's been mentioned a lot. Oregon safety. That's a draft need alert. That's a blue light special value pick, too. Now, we don't have a blue light special value pick button quite yet, but don't worry. My, I'm always thinking of new sounds, man. Steven, I'll get back to you on that one. It's value. I think at pick 65, it is value, Brent. But how many times do I talk about Javon Holland on the show? All right. I mean, it, it, he's almost turning into the Grant Delpit of, of last year, with all due respect to Grant Delpit. Uh, by the way, the the whole leather jacket at your remember that the whole the, yeah. I don't even get into it. So Javon Holland, you get all messed up when we talk Delpit. I do, it. man. I get off the I get off the rails a little bit. So with Javon Holland. You got a guy who, in my opinion, is a little undersized, who can play safety, who can play corner. And at 65, I think that's fair for him, right? Because you don't expect the 65 to come in and, and start right away. Now, you can teach him. You can let him grow, special teams per se. But you don't need him to be the starter right away at pick number 65. So I'm not mad at this pick. Pick 106, Deontay Brown. Deontay the big boy Brown, as I call him now. Doing big boy things in a big boy world, Brent. You know why? Because he's 6'3", you know what you weighs? 320. <laughs> higher. 340. A little higher. Smidge 343. You're so close, though. 345. A little lower. 344. <laughs> we heard the worst of this game. 344.2. 344, <laughs> man. 6'3", uh, 344 pounds, interior offensive lineman out of Alabama. This guy's a big dude. Okay, now keep in mind with this guy. He's a straight-up guard, all right? Doesn't have any experience playing anything else. You're not going to bring him in as a rotational from a tackle or even a center perspective. This guy is a straight-up guard. Okay, that's fine. Uh, benefits, a power scheme because obviously his size and everything. Um, but here's my problem, okay? And go and hit, 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 hit that. The guy that run a 4-3-40, even though I don't care what he ran, but hit that button, please. It's the wah-wah-wah one. Brent. We're at pick 106 right now, and, draft, and granted, we gave up with some draft capital to get uh, Kyle Pitts. I'm not mad at that. But, Brent, what side of the ball did I play on? Uh, Defense. With, thank you very much. And more specifically, where, what, where did I play in? Pass so, rush. Starts with a T, ends in ends. I played in the trenches. <laughs> okay? I played in the trenches. Starts with, starts with a T, ends in an inches. Trenches. Played in the trenches. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally put it on the tee. I literally, we had an underhand pitch. I put it on the tee for you. Say, all right, slugger, here you go. And what'd you do? It's Friday. What, and I, I feel like soft toss is overrated. What'd you do? You, you, you're, you're in the corner picking worms. Get your hat on. Perumian worms. Get your, get your hand on the bat and let's go. We haven't addressed the edge and we haven't addressed the defensive tackle spot. We've heard what Urban Meyer said. Urban Meyer is, like, always leaving us clues. He's always giving us breadcrumbs. Why? Because I think Urban Meyer enjoys this, Brent. He, he likes being candid with us, and he likes giving us clues. What has Urban Meyer said? Maybe more than anything, trenches, trenches, trenches. Physicality, trenches. We aren't addressing the trenches right now from the defensive side of the ball, and that's what needs to be addressed the most because the offensive side of the ball, offensive line in the trenches, pretty good trenches. Defensive side of the ball, Decent trenches, but we, we need more trenches. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't get addressed, and I'm putting a big question mark to that, taking Deontay Brown at pick 106. Pick 130, Khalil Herbert. All right? I like this pick a lot. He's he's guy's a receiving threat. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's a traditional third down back. Not going to blow your hair back in terms of getting 20 rushes a game. Don't need him to, man. Needs to be dynamic in the pass game. He can do that at pick 130. Good Value. Pick 145. Oh, hey, we got a draft need alert at pick 145. So it doesn't even really count because what does Brett Martineau say? We are entering the crap shoot. <laughs> the crap not. shoot. We are. Of NFL picks. In did, the crap shoot. We're in the crap shoot. Now, didn't did you, did you say that, Brent? I did. In, in front of my face? I did. Talk about, talk about fifth round picks. Uh, that starts in the fifth round. The crap yes, shoot. The crap shoot. Okay, so we're 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 in the, we're in the crap shoot. Right we're now. right in the okay. middle of the crap shoot. So now we're going to the crap shoot. You know, we we went from the trenches. Now we're going to the crap shoot to get our trench busters. Let's just say, Jalen Twyman. Not gonna lie. Just a, just a crazy name. Okay, and uh, listen, this is a big body dude. I think he can play both three four and four three. But Jalen Twyman. You you want to say that name over and over? Twyman. 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 Feels like. Taylor Twelman, yep, soccer player. <laughs> uh, Jalen Twyman, although the last defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, not the last one, well, but the one I remember, the one you really, really can punch. Yeah, I, no, exactly. Hey, he, hand violence. Yes, as Joe, hey, and by the way, spoiler: Joe Cohen loves his hand violence. Hands. So, so maybe J. A. Maybe Jalen Twyman's the dude. You know, he maybe he's the guy. Uh, Chauncey Golston, pick one seventy, edge out of Iowa. So be it. And then pick 249, Marco Wilson out of Florida. So what did we learn today? Well, big dog, a.k.a. chief by nature, flexing when you're not supposed to be flexing, supposed to be candid, but you're flexing in this picture. I don't like the fact that we didn't address defensive tackle or edge till the very, very back end of the draft. And a person like you, who's supposed to be the big dog, who's supposed to be flexing in your picture, you should know how important trench warfare is to the game of football. Okay, it's where the big nasties hang out, and you didn't address that. Congratulations on pulling a fast one on the PFN or whatever one you used to get Kyle Pitts at pick number thirteen. That would never happen in a world where you traded a second round pick and your forty fifth pick, and that's about it. That would never happen in a world. So it's not an accurate mock draft. It's a sunshine and rainbows mock draft, but also on the back end, Brent, just trash, man, just trash. Um, I you know. Thank God it's Friday because tomorrow I can go and get a little palate cleanser. I don't have to do this tomorrow. And Sunday's off as well. It's the day of rest, everybody. So enjoy that. I'll see you guys back here on Monday. But this is not a good one to go in the weekend with. Just wanted to let you guys know. If the Jags walked away with uh, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Pitts, and just didn't pick anybody else, everybody would love it. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Just don't pick That's anybody else. Just all, every, all the draft. Yeah, Herschel Walker, that draft. Herschel <laughs> Walker, that draft.
Oh, Brett, you, you want to get him one more time? Well, we're going with the big dog on a Friday. The big dog. Chief by nature. Your mock has been shocked. Because of trenches, your lack everybody. of trenches. Trenches. So T starts with a T and ends with an edges. Figure it out, Brent. <laughs> Got any more brain busters? <laughs> I can't believe, I mean, I guess that's the, I don't know. I can't believe you can get that. <laughs> I think you gave me too much. <laughs> <laughs> all you had to say was the R. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just wondering, are you all right over there? Set <laughs> inches. 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 My bad. Yeah. The. <laughs> we'll be back. Football at 5 coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.